welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Pasha's Vayechi, Beating the Enemy. Shalom and Pasha's Vayechi, we know that Yaakov realizes his time is coming up and is about to pass away. And at the beginning of the Parsha, he calls over his son Yosef, as Chazal teach us, that he's very aware that Yosef is second in command and he can, and anything he asks him, he has the potential to fulfill. And hence, he says, listen, my days are coming to an end. I want to make sure and ask of you to please bury me with my fathers, with Avram and Yitzchak, in, in Hebron, in Maratha Machpela. So, Yosef answers him, of course I will. Yosef says, I will do in accordance to what you requested. However, that doesn't suffice for some reason to his father Yaakov Avinu. He says, Please swear to me. And then he did. He swore to him. Question number one, my own question, is what? He went to Yosef because he knew Yosef. It was in his capabilities to fulfill his request. So why wasn't it enough to, to hear him that he will do it. Why did he have to ask him to swear? That's question number one. Question number two, this is the Stipler's question in his book, in his Sefer, Bilgas Peretz. Later on in the Parsha, towards the end, in Perik Nun Pasukhe, we see that he officially, Yaakov Avinu, passes away, and then Yosef comes to Paro, and he says, please, my father has... I've sworn to my father that I'll bury him. Please let me go right now so I can bury him and take him to to Eretz Yisrael, to Marat HaMachpela, to bury him. And Paro says to him in the Pasuk, yeah, go and bury him. However, Rashi points us to a Gemara in Soita, that the Gemara over there, a summary of the Gemara is that Yosef knew more languages than Paro. And Paro didn't want anyone to know that, meaning they both knew the 70 languages, but Yosef also knew Lashon HaKodesh, and Paro did not know that. So Paro made him swear that he will not tell anyone that he, that's, that, he, that Paro doesn't know Lashon HaKodesh. So uh, this Gemara goes on to say the following. The Paro said, so what if he swore to your father? So what if you have an oath to your father to bury him? Just You can, easi- you can easily violate that oath. That's what Rashi says. But the Gemara over there explains that Paro knew the halacha is that one could, if he finds an opening, you can bring three Talmidei Chachamim and tell them, if I really knew it would be so hard for me, I wouldn't have taken this oath in the first place. And that's called Lahefer Eneder. You can undo the oath. So Paro asked him to do that. And what does the Gemara say that Yaakov, uh, sorry, that Yosef answered back to Paro? If I undo this oath, I'll also undo the oath that I promised you. I won't tell anyone that you do not know Lashon HaKodesh, Hebrew. So the question the stipler asks is, isn't this a bit of chutzpah? How, how did Yosef have the ability? How did he speak like that to Paro? Why did he do that? He's threatening the king? Is that a smart thing to do? And he answers a very basic concept that... I assume most of us are familiar with, but it's nice to see it in the Parsha, and hopefully it will affect us. He says that Yosef wasn't saying it to Paro at all 
in a threatening type of way. But he said, this is the result. When someone becomes desensitized to keeping his word, and even though he does it according to law, according to the halacha, but that is going to have a ripple effect. It will make you desensitized to keeping your word. And therefore, he says, just like the Gemara, the Gemara in uh, the Gemara in Yuma, Daf Vavamud Beis, says that a person that doesn't avira more than once, doesn't avira and doesn't avira again, it becomes mutartim, hutralo. So the Gemara asks, what? Just because you do an avira more than one time, it becomes permissible to do it? Hutralo salkadaitach, which means, what, would you even have a thought like that for one second? Ella, the Gemara answers, bottom line, no, of course it's not mutter for him to do. But he feels as he's so used to doing it, he became desensitized to that idea, and it became as if it's permissible for him to do it. That is exactly the story that Yosef was telling Paul. If I do that, which I can, but the second I will, so to speak, violate my oath, that will have the ripple effect that the truth won't be so strong in my characteristics, in my mida, and that will lead to eventually in a nature only naturally that the next step will be that I'll also violate your oath that Paro understood and hence Paro said okay forget it and that's what Rashi summarizes for us that's the answer that the stipler gives and we know this concept this concept is a very basic concept a person thinks and that's exactly what Yetzirah the evil inclination tries to get us he says big deal just do this one time it's Shasat Chak where we really don't have so many options, only this one time will we'll, we'll round the corner over here. But at the end of the day, that becomes part of us and it's, it desensitized us on a certain level and that causes the problem. We know that saying the truth is so important. I think I mentioned this once. It's very interesting that the only place in all the Torah that we find the Lashon, that Hashem says, stay far away from something is in lying. It says, Midvar Sheker Tirchak. Ensure you push away yourself from lying. Run away from it. Distance yourself from it. Meaning even a little white lie. Of course, there are times, Chazal tell us, that we should lie. But that's because that, those times represents the truth. We have to know what the definition for the truth is. But at the end of the day, a person should do everything in his ability not to lie. It's interesting to note that MS, the word emet, Aleph Mem Taf, is balanced within all the Aleph base. Aleph is the beginning, Taf is at the end, and Mem is in the middle. It shows that the way of life to be balanced is to always say the truth. As opposed to Shekel, they're all the way at the end of the Aleph base. Kuf, Shin, and then Taf. But Taf is part of Emes, because it's balancing all the Aleph base. Nebuchadnezzar Kanievsky has a book called Olchus Yosher. In that, he brings a story about a person that was a very bad person, and he wanted to do tshuva. He went to his Rav, and he said, what should I do? So the Rav told him, just take upon yourself one thing. Don't ever lie again. So he took, it up, he took that upon himself. And slowly, through that telling the truth, that it saved his whole life and helped him do tshuva. Why? Because he wanted to steal something. But then they said, wait a second. If they catch me, they're going to ask me if I stole, and I'm going to have to say the truth. And so too, truth was the backbone for and the, pave, the paving of, of his path to do tshuva in all dimensions. I want to end with a true story that happened many years ago. For those of you who remember, I think it was 15 or 20 years ago when it was called over here in Nelsi Soil, the Ason of the Masokim. Two helicopters of the army collided to each other. I think it was in training and like 20 soldiers passed away. And there's this story that came out after of Yitzhak Zilberstein wrote about it 
that there was one person that was slowly getting stronger in Yiddishkeit, and every every couple of weeks he took upon himself a new thing. One of the first things he took upon himself, because it's one of the first halachas, how one should get dressed, he took upon himself to always tie his left shoelace before the right. That's the halacha. You put your right shoe first, then left shoe, but then you tie your left shoelaces first, because there, there's an, a unique thing about tying that's important in tefillin. Tefillin we put on our left hand also, etc. In any case, bottom line, this 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 thing that happened with uh, helicopters it was, I think, in the middle of the night, and suddenly there was an alarm for training, and everyone had to, within three minutes, get onto the helicopters. So he got dressed quickly and started running. As he's running, he realized, wait a second, I tied my right shoe first. And he was a emesticker person, and he said, I took it upon myself as a neder. I promised myself I'll always tie my left shoelace first. Now it's true that perhaps over here it could have been okay that he did it because under it's an oinus. It wasn't his fault. But no, he was emes and he realized this idea. He said, wait a second. I took it upon myself. I promised I'm always going to do it. I have to now stop and tie my shoelace. And he did. And because of that, after tying his shoelace, the left one first, then the right one, he didn't make it to the helicopter. And all his friends passed away in, uh, in the helicopters. You see, it's interesting to see how this truth actually, in a way, saved his life. In any case, here at Sunday, we take this idea with us, and we don't let the Yetzirah get his way. His way is all about just doing a little bit, a little bit. Oh, don't do a lot. Just do this little sin. But at the end of the day, we become desensitized to that idea, especially in speaking the truth. Good job. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, PrismaofTorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Lebas, Yona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Isaac Isaac Ben Moshe.